0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic train at Murrayfield before heading to Leipzig with Marvin Comper insisting even his teammates don't know why he's not been playing. Rangers Euro opponents have sacked their manager as Jordan Rossiter hopes to keep his place in the team and it's bottom V-top in the Premiership tonight as Hearts head to Dundee. Gordon Diel is here with me, Gordon Duncan, as is the returning Roger Hanna. And it's the biggest week of the season so far Europa League football for both Celtic and Rangers on Thursday night And then the little matter of Super Sunday The Betfred Cup semi-finals And I've got an answer for Marvin Comper, Gordon He's not playing because he's not good enough And even with Dedrick Bayata out of the semi-final on Sunday There'll be no Comper Is that the, the Florida flu? Come back sounding like Roger Hanna I've been replaced by Barry White for the night <laughs> I just can't believe the length she went to To get away from Gordon DL last week As many miles as you possibly could And you've come back with the Florida flu Anyway <laughs> just stay away from me Stay over there Gordon DL It is a big week as Roger says um, So at Tuesday night People are still Getting over the talking points from the weekend And mm. before you know it Europa League action comes around And then that massive weekend That we've been uh, building up to for quite some time Yeah looking forward to it Gordon Just getting over the weekend Because certainly I was w- at one of the games of the season If not so far The game of the season at Celtic Park Thought it was terrific entertainment Six goals, everything uh, Even the fact that Neil Lennon came out and saying They played against 12 men Which was difficult But it's now another new week um, the European campaign uh, starts on Thursday night And Rangers and Celtic will be looking to be have positive results Going into the semi-finals on Sunday And you look forward to Sunday as well Two cracking, cracking cup ties Really, really looking forward to it Right, let's hear from you then On the lines, it's 01419511025 On Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB A few things to get through tonight Let's start with the, these comments from Marvin Comper Celtic fans what do you make of these? 01419511025 Roger quotes um, In a German newspaper Originally I think From Marvin Comper Who of course We've, we've barely seen We saw a brief stint Against Morton Didn't we in the cup mm-hmm. Since there. then we've not seen him Talk of injuries And all the rest of it Well Marvin Comper Put his side of the story forward Saying I'm fit And I train very well Even my teammates Do not understand Why I do not play In the summer I had a calf injury I got an athletic trainer And a physio at my own expense To make myself fit he says, you know, it's now up to Brendan Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. In August, they suggested to me about a change of club, but I don't want to move on so easily. Roger, at the moment, Celtic are defending quite well and playing quite well. And if, in that respect, it probably doesn't seem like that big a deal, but it's still quite a strange situation, isn't well, it? Well, listen, once a year, the Celtic chairman, Ian Bankier, steps down from the director's box the last few seasons for the unfurling of the title flag. Celtic fans have seen more of Ian Bankier in the playing surface than they have Marvin Comper. Um... He's not in this playing surface, Gordon Because he's not good enough Brendan Rodgers sees him Day in, day out At Lennoxtown If he was any good He would be in the team Celtic have had injuries They've had injuries to Boyata He's now got a suspension coming up There's been injuries to Simunovic There's been form issues for Jack Henry There's been form issues And, and injury issues for Christopher Adger as well Celtic have been crying out For a central defender They can rely on This calendar year Marvin Comper quite clearly Is not that central defender Otherwise he would be in the team We've only seen him for a matter of moments On the pitch 
But Brendan Rodgers sees him day in, day out at Lennox Town. He's clearly not doing enough. He's clearly not good enough. The only thing I'll question that, Roger, is I was there <laughs> when he played these, I think it was 65, 70 minutes at um, Celtic Park against Morton. And he didn't look that impressive, Gordon. But let's be fair to the lad. He's come into a new country. He's a new team. He's had 70 minutes of first-team football. He's been injured. He's trying to get back fit. Now, I know what you're saying about Brendan Rodgers sees him day in and day out in training. But there's players that are look great in training that don't produce it in a 90-minute game. There's people that look rubbish in training are terrific when they go into the, the big picture. So for us to say that he's not good enough, and mind the Celtic have paid a million pounds for him. He's not good enough. How do how do we really know? Because I, apart from 70 minutes, I couldn't mm. tell you if he's good enough or not. What does that say, Roger, about the, the reasons for signing him or, or the way that that signing well, may have come about? Listen, you see this with players all the time. You know, sometimes signings... God, no, no. Gordon was a manager for 13 years. There's an element of gamble in every signing that you make. Sometimes the signings work out brilliantly. Other times, they're disastrous. And I think, unfortunately for Marvin Comper... And for Celtic, this one falls into the latter category. If ever there was a week for Marvin Compeer, it would be this week. Away, back to Germany, back to Leipzig. It would be a game he would mm. look forward to. He's got experience of German football. Not even and, in that squad, of course, and for the not, Europa League. He's not even in the squad. Then Sunday, Murrayfield, Celtic's first choice centre-half, Dedrick Bayata, suspended for his own stupidity at Perth in the quarter-final, it has to be said. Do, do, do any of us really believe... Marvin Comper will be the guy to step in Even at a time when Ajer is still out injured For me, it'll be Benkovic And it would be either Simunovic or Hendry alongside him Celtic fans, what do you make then of these comments from Marvin Comper Saying he's he's been fit and ready to go Maybe you're shocked, maybe you don't care But that's fine, if you don't care, tell us 0141-951-1025 If you'd rather Twitter it is at Clyde SSB um, Celtic now, Gordon, are in a a really good place domestically You would have mm-hmm. to say Coming off the back of their biggest ever uh, League win under Brendan Rodgers Followed up with what you called you know, Game of the season yeah. A win s- s- Some good goals um, The challenge of course now is, is obviously Trying to take that into Europe Which hasn't been Quite as, as happy a competition This time around Yeah that's a, that's a big uh, task And especially You know This week uh, This week Gordon Away from home um, it's going to be difficult for them uh, with one one eye on the semi-final against Hearts and that's going to be an absolute cracker but Celtic are slowly but surely getting back to their best I thought some of their football on Saturday was absolutely brilliant really did Tom Rogic and Cham in the middle of the park second half James Forrest they just changed systems everybody seemed to know what they were doing they were moving the ball very quickly, playing with confidence. Edouard could have had four, five goals. Um, so they're starting to get back to their best, which will be a big worry for Scottish football. But they've got to start doing it in the European scene. There's sympathy pouring in for Roger Hanna on Twitter. Darrell says, think you should show some heart and send Roger home with a lens at Darrell. If you think I'm going to be stuck in here yes, till 8 o'clock with, with just Gordon DL, you have got another well, thing coming. T- two minutes before the show started, Gordon said, would you like a cup of tea? I said, that'll be great, Daz, thanks very much He says, brilliant, I'll have a coffee And he handed me a mug <laughs> I thought that was his so, other, I, thought, I thought you were going to expose him for his other comment Just before we came on air Where he leaned over to Roger and I said 
When's Halloween? <laughs> Same day every year by the way <laughs> I just need to know You genuinely didn't know when Halloween was? I had no idea, no Wow, I don't. wow. Anyway, back to the football 01419511025 John Paul's a Celtic fan on the line John Paul, what, what did you make then of Marvin Compere? We don't hear from him too often What did you make of those comments about him being fit and uh, waiting for a chance to play? Uh, evening guys, evening um, I'll just listen to the panel there, right And I think I think the guy's a wee bit quite right To, to come out and say what he said Now I'll, I'll back up my explanation The guy's, ah uh, yes he's, he's, he's only had 70 minutes of football, right But He's not been given another chance If he's been injured and he's not, right For me, I think Brendan Rodgers has got to hold his hands up here Now, Brendan Rodgers got a lot of criticism When everything was going good A, a lot of um, praise when everything was going good um, He signed Cham who's a great player He signed Sinclair who done well Now see look at it Brendan Rodgers went And signed this guy Him or that Lee Congerman Who he brought in They actually went out And looked at him and said Right we want to pay 1.5 million for him They went out and signed Arzani We want to bring him in How much ever they paid for him Or whether he's on loan We want to bring him in He's not played any football They went and signed Jack Henry For 1.2 million Who's not been quite good enough So surely they've got to Hold their hands up here And say well Do you think Marvin Compton's just going to sit there And say I'll just sit on the bench And of course he's going to come in and say I want to play You came and signed me So let me, let me show my worth I want to know what the guy thinks I think, I, th- I think you've got a point John Paul And I know what Roger's point was In the fact that Well Brendan Rodgers Is working with him But you've got to ask the question Why He can't He can't have went back A million miles Because he did I thought it was a million pound But between a million and 1.5 You go and you buy a player in You give him You'll be on decent wages He's had 70 minutes Unfortunately for a lad He had an injury He's went and, and, and showed that he wants to be a success because he's went and got guys to help him get back quickly and fitter to show that he can play at this level. It takes time sometimes for a foreign player to fit into a structure of, a say, a Scottish club in the Scottish game because it is completely different. I don't know what the big problem is. If, if he'd have played five to ten games and he was the same as he played against Morton for the 70 minutes... I'd be totally saying, right, okay, unfortunately Celtic have brought him in with good intentions, but they've made a mistake. Mm. This guy's played 70 minutes football. I don't care who you are. How can you judge somebody in, a, in 70 yeah, minutes in a pitch? I, I know, I mean, you take the three players you mentioned, John Paul, I think Arzani. Arzani, if you look at his career, despite the fact he went to the World Cup, Arzani hasn't played a lot of football, if any football, at the sort of level Celtic play. And I think when he arrived in August... It was always going to be a spell where he was going to have to almost get up to speed with the rest of the, the, the Celtic players. If you remember when Tom Rogic first came to the club, he, he didn't play a lot of football in Celtic's first team to begin with. They had to bed him in for a while, get him up to speed and look at him now. As Dan said, excellent again at the weekend against Hibs. And I think Arzani, once he gets to the pace of the rest of Celtic's players, I think Arzani might be a decent signing. Jack Henry, I actually spoke to Brendan Rodgers about this the other week. And Brendan Rodgers was saying, when Celtic signed Henry, it was almost one for the future. I don't think they envisaged Henry playing as much first-team football so quickly that he's, he's had to. And this is down, this is down partly to the fact that they don't feel they can play Marvin Comper. You know, I was going to say, I was going to say that Roger on that. Then, if you link those two together, 
How far out the picture must Marvin Compere be yeah, if, well, if, if given all of I, Jack Henry's I, struggles And the fact that they never wanted to play him all this time That, the, that Brendan Rodgers still didn't even think yeah, it was worth I mean, I, I, bringing Compere close Benkovic is in, Benkovic looks a decent sign exactly. He's going to be Leicester paid 11 million or whatever it was for him Simonovic has his problems, he's had injury issues, he's had suspension issues Celtic don't like play him in, away from home in the plastic pitches um, Adjir has been out for a period of time now with you know, with his own injury, so they've been crying out for reliable mm. central defenders. Bayata, clearly first choice, but Andrews had to come in. He's had to play more football than Brendan Rodgers envisaged he would, and a lot of that's down to the fact they don't feel they can put Compeyan into the team. Uh, John Paul, it's obviously not a, a huge story in the, the the context of where Celtic are at the moment. It's just because we've not really heard from Marvin Compeyan. What about the game on Thursday night? Then, how are you feeling a couple of days away from that? I'm a wee bit, oh, I don't know, I was, I was here going into the Salzburg um, game and, and we didn't really do too well uh, second half, obviously, but I think Celtic away from home, are, you can never ever predict. Um, I, I think that Brendan Rodgers should have, if, the, if Marvin Copley wasn't going to be good enough and Jack Henry wasn't, I, I don't know why they never sent him. At the start of the year, because they were trying to get in the Champions League and now they're in the Europa League, if none of the players are good enough, I, I just can't see why they wouldn't have said, right, if they're too, aren't good enough at the start of the season, why can we no strength and why not go and try and get Benkovic or, or something like that at the start of the season if we knew these guys weren't going to be good enough I'm, I'm a wee bit worried about Thursday but I'll also be supporting the team as always Should Celtic fans like John Paul be worried about Thursday or is there cause for optimism Roger which um, one is it? If you're a Celtic fan I would have been a lot more worried had they not played as well as they did at the weekend as was at the game with Ronnie I saw the highlights of the game and they did look as if Brendan Rodgers admitted it after the game they're beginning to come back to where they've been the last couple of years. I think Bayata's there on Thursday night. He's not going to be there on Sunday. I actually think Sunday could be as awkward a game for Celtic as Thursday night is. Leipzig, for me, aren't as good a team as Salzburg. Salzburg have already gone to Leipzig and won in the group. And I think this home and away against Leipzig will be key for Celtic in the group because you would think Celtic will go to Rosenborg and win. You would think... Salzburg will probably win the group So if Celtic could get four points From the home and away against Leipzig I think they'll be in a decent position To qualify from the group So for me If they can go to Leipzig I don't see any reason why they can't get a 1-1 or something like that I think they'll score even. Roger I think yeah. they'll, I'll definitely think they'll yeah. score Middle to front Especially after watching them St John's 10 goals in the last two games So they're obviously in good mood for scoring goals I think that looking at and, and give all the credit to his players I thought the Camberry's goal was magnificent but the second goal with Boyle I'd be a bit concerned if I was Brendan Rodgers how easily he get through the centre of my defence when you're away from home in Europe you've got to be really tight there because I do think they will score but they could concede Will the confidence levels be significantly higher than they were perhaps going to Salzburg I mean to be fair they did go to Salzburg on the back of Victories against St Johnston and Aberdeen But perhaps not emphatic victories The way they have been in the last couple of games Yeah, of course they won't And not with a performance that they put you know, Together against Hibs at the weekend I, I don't see that no trouble with you know, travel with any sort of Trepidation or fear of Leipzig Leipzig are going okay But they're, they're only fifth in the German league And sometimes you know, I think we build up Some of these continental teams to, to more than they actually are I think they've, you know, injury problems as well. Emil Forsberg won't be playing. The biggest problem for Celtic for me would be the potential absence of the captain, Scott Brown, because 
as it's touched on it the centre of defence exposed particularly for Martin Boyle's second goal at the weekend and it would be interesting to see what Brendan Rodgers does with Celtic to travel to Germany without Brown Given what you saw on Saturday though Gordon how much are Celtic going to rely on the creativity you saw from Rogic at the weekend and perhaps some of the finishing from from Eduard if if they're going to get anything in Europe that obviously has to be taken on the road with them doesn't it? Yeah, um, I said on Saturday before the game I think that Rogic on his game, Gordon Only my opinion Is the best centre midfield player in Scotland I really do And I think in Cham and Saturday Was a close second to him But the one thing that I noticed That Brendan Rodgers was you know, very quick to do He changed his system a few times on Saturday From a four to a three He went to a diamond Played three up Forrest was given a free roll second half Caused caused all sorts of problems, and the the the, the really interesting one for me. You know, I, I'm I'm going to look at it on Thursday night. He sat McGregor just in front of the back four, mm-hmm. uh, back three, sorry, and that diamond, and says to McGregor, "You get on the ball like Scott Brown and make the passes." Now McGregor's not got the defensive uh, abilities that Scott Brown's got, but he's certainly got the the part the passing game that he can get on the ball and make things happen. And it's great the fact that Celtic have got somebody like McGregor that can play in so many positions. Also, he, he protects the ball very well. Yeah. He very seldom gives the ball away. And if you're away from home in Europe and you're going to be under pressure, the best way to relieve the pressure is Keep to it. hold on to the ball <laughs> for a period of time. So it wouldn't actually surprise me, does if it is McGregor and Encham that just sit in mm. there. Encham's good at protecting the ball as well, but... Brendan Rodgers spoke after the game of, of the importance of McGregor to the team Wouldn't surprise me if the two of them were in there Hamilton Aki's boss Martin Canning has been speaking again today About those uh, penalty incidents in the game at the weekend And I suppose the question for you Rangers fans as well We're also going to hear from Jordan Rossiter Did you see enough from him at the weekend to suggest he can uh, start a run in the team? We'll hear from Rossiter and Canning after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, with regards to the Celtic game, John Paul Monaghan says, not confident going into Thursday at all. Forrest and Brown missing. Leipzig are a quality side with players like Werner and Bruma that could hurt us. Our away record is awful. It'll be our home games that will determine if Celtic qualify or not. Uh, John Boy McHugh as well, similar. I'd rather have Brown for Sunday's game. That's the more important game. And Jock is on with the most important question of the night. What's rang with Roger's voice? He says. <laughs> Shocking. Listen, Jock, that's what a couple of weeks in Florida, you know, the air con and the planes sharing these germs. That's what it does to you. Hopefully he gets through. He's got about an hour and a half left. I think he's doing all right. Right. John is in Hamilton first up. Hi, John. Hi, Daniel. Um, uh, well wishes to you, Roger, and your, your voice. That back. <laughs> um, Thank you very much. So, uh, you know, my point tonight was to talk about Alfredo Morelos. I think um, based on the last couple of games, I mean, for the last certainly for the game of the weekend uh, and also Europa League, I think he's just his form has been unbelievable. I mean, if you think about the the amount of goals he's involved in, not only is obviously he's getting the goals, but he's getting the assists. He's getting the penalties as well. So he's in amongst. I mean, he's in amongst all the four four goals at the weekend. And I think, obviously, as everyone's all kind of already said, I think the scoreline did flatter them. But I think for me, I think Morelos is certainly one that has been really, really consistent. And I think the things that point out the start on Sunday as well is just about the, 
the composure. I think at times the kind of Hamilton players were getting face a little bit, and I think that, and I'm hoping he's kind of sort of put that to bed um, where the kind of composure was he was lacking at the start of the season. Um, and I just think he's kind of given a bit of a, a kind of sort of question on whether or not who plays on Thursday uh, for this Europa. Is it Lafferty or is it just keep with that set up with Morelos, Kent, and, and Kandias up front? Mm. Yeah, Gordon, as John points out, I think it's 12 goals for the season, five mm-hmm. assists. He's won a couple of penalties on, on top of that. I mean, it's a, certainly in a, in a numbers perspective, it's a fairly good contribution. He's in good, for, he's in good form, Gordon, I've got to say. Uh, I thought his goal at the weekend was excellent. Um, he was composed when he got the ball and uh, it was a, a, a good finish. He, as, as John touched on, he was involved in a lot of things that happened. Uh, he's playing very well He just looks like a boy the now That's enjoying the system Enjoying his football Just keep this This nasty streak that he's got sometimes He just goes off the, 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 the handle a little bit But players try and wind him up But he's he's learning the game He's learning the Scottish game So I've been watching him lately And on and, and one or two occasions He just walks away We smile on his face He's learning how to handle it now and that's only the benefit for Steven Gerrard and obviously Rangers. And um, he's a big player for them. He really is a big player. Scored 12 goals. We're not even in November. Um, not even Halloween yet. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said next, it because I was about to. <laughs> next Wednesday. Um, but I think the boy's in good form and he's getting better and better. And goals brings confidence and that's what he's doing. And, and he's chipping in as well with assists. What about John's question, Roger, in terms of what Rangers do at that end of the field on Thursday because of course they've got a huge headache at that end of the field on Sunday yeah, well, but uh, I guess when the games are so important you, you have to just take them all individually do you not? Thursday's the easy one Thursday's going to be Morelos with, with Kent and Candace either side of them it, it's so big Rangers have to put out all their big hitters Kyle Lafferty he hasn't really kicked on from the start he had at the, you know, at the beginning of September the goals against Motherwell the performance in Villarreal and since then he's just sort of hit a glass ceiling Morelos is way ahead of him in the pecking order at the minute Morelos will start for me though the, the more interesting thing is what Steven Gerrard does against Aberdeen at Hamden on Sunday afternoon who he picks Lafferty Cup tied Morelos suspended because as Daz said of of a moment of madness against Air United in the quarter final got himself a needless booking mm. what is it who plays up top I mean could, could Steven Gerrard throw in Umar Sadiq he was on the bench at Hamilton at the weekend. Does Glenn Middleton go through the middle? Does Eros Gresda go through the middle? Or does he have something up his cuff? Roger, I know it's only Tuesday, um, but I'll I'm not sitting the fence. If he throws in Sadiq, I will I will go out dressed up as anything in Halloween. All right, this could be interesting. There, there you go. Absolutely no chance. Um, I tend to agree with you, but I just I, there's no way in the world that he. I can didn't have go any strong feelings on it until now. Now I really hope he plays. What, no, what, no, what, he's what not. Do, he's not going to play. What he does Gerard do? Uh, that that's a big question. I don't know if um, you know if Arfield's fit that, that he can go through there and act as a target man, or as you say, put three pacey guys up there with Middleton. Ken and and Candace and try and you know get the ball into their feet, but Sadiq, I'm sorry, no, he's mm. he's he's actually Rangers uh, Celtic's compere. He's not going again. He's going back. He's not going again. Uh, John, you want to come back in? Yeah, I think you're right. I think if he was to get a game, um, obviously if the result was slightly different on Saturday, Sunday, um, I think he might have played him to get some minutes. Um, it was great to see Gordon Rossiter back in the Rangers shirt as well. Um, I think I've been on the show before and I think Gordon, you, you did mention that 
he doesn't think that we would, we would see him in a Rangers shirt again. So it's great and delighted to see him back in. I was surprised he played him for the full 80-odd minutes. I'm quite surprised. And I have another point around the other kind of tactics of substitutions. Because I was screaming around about 60 minutes to make a sub, make a sub, we'll see a difference. But as soon as he... And I, mm. It was a number of things. Maybe they went a goal down and that's what gave him to pick up the bum. I'll tell you what, John, I'll tell you what. Just, John, just hang on the line then and we'll, we'll hear from Jordan Rossiter. I'll get your take on it afterwards. He says, he, you know, there was a time he did wonder whether he would ever play for Rangers again. He started at the weekend, of course. That was his 13th appearance since joining in 2016 So it's clearly been a difficult time Rossiter says it is now time to repay the faith That people have had in him Great to be back as I say you know, It's been a tough time for me And obviously you know, getting a bit of a, another little niggle At the start of pre-season was frustrating But no, as I say great to be back And great to be involved in the lads winning I'm still you know, got a long way to go To get back to full fitness Obviously that's my first, you know, first team game 80 minutes in the bank But as I say I've got a long way to go And just delighted to be back Tough as I say, I would say I played the hips game and then you know I worked hard over the summer and obviously I got a bit of an ankle injury which was unlucky. But you know these things happen. You know I say there's probably been times where I've thought I'm never going to get back to being involved with the first team. So I've managed to do that and I know that there's a lot of injuries at the minute. So I've got my chance and hopefully you know I've done all right. This is where I want to be. I've had two seasons now, I've not the best records of injuries, and I want to repay his faith and obviously the fans who are still you know, behind me and just everyone who's helped me along the way because it's been a tough road but I want to start repaying everyone back. I'm out to prove myself here, you know, I want to be a Rangers player, you know, at the moment I can't see anywhere bigger than here in my career at the minute, you know, this is where I want to be playing football and I'm lucky to be here, I'm lucky to still be here after my injury problems as I say, I've, you know, my development's been hampered a little bit, I can't lie, in terms of injury but you know, I'm still only 21 and I, I want to be here, I want to be improving. There is no mistaking that accent, mm. uh, that, is, that is a scouse as I've ever heard. Yeah, you've got to say Gordon, I think everybody in football is delighted for a boy, he's been through a terrible time, he's come up to Rangers... Uh, when I first uh, when I first set eyes on him, I thought, yeah, he's got something about him, strong-looking boy. But uh, just one injury after the other injury, and I felt for him because I used to sit like I do most uh, every week, second week. I broke Celtic part, and you watch the players that aren't playing come out, and they work with the trainers and the fitness guys, and um, you know he just used to come out there a lone figure, and all the work he's put into it. He deserves his little break on Sunday. I've got to say, and I'm delighted that he's back playing. John, there have been a few false starts for Jordan Rossiter. I mean, could this be the one? Could this be the time where he he starts to kick on and get involved in that first team regularly? Fingers crossed, and I think Stephen Gerrard, um, having sort of known him from his time in Liverpool, hopefully bring him bring out the best in him and and keep him. Um, He obviously sees a lot in him. He's seen a lot in him in the first pre-season, and he got that little niggle, but only time will tell. Um, I think it's great the fact that he's obviously he's back in, so mm. just to keep keep fingers crossed that he stays fit. Roger, how important is the Steven Gerrard factor? Um, might it have been the case had another manager been appointed in the summer? He comes in, looks at Jordan Rossiter's injury record as game time, and says, "Sorry, with all due respect, we can't rely on a guy like that." But because it's Steven Gerrard and he knows him and he knows what he's capable of, do you think that's played in his favour? Yeah, I think it's undoubtedly played in his favour because Stephen Gerrard knows what the lad is capable of. You have to remember when he was signed by Rangers, he was captain of the England under-20 team. He was an extremely highly rated young player. Um, there are some who were in the team that he captained who are now full internationals for England under Gareth Southgate. Um, we've only seen flashes of what Jordan Rossiter can do. You remember the goal he scored at Easter Road at the tail end of last season? If he can get up and running, he would be an asset to the Rangers team. But... That's still a big if As you say Two and a half years 
13 first team games for Rangers So staying fit and showing what he can do Is now pivotal Because if he can't stay fit It doesn't matter that Steven Gerrard knows him And might be friendly with him He won't do It's just like me and Daz Being willing to stand by you As you go through mm. this throat injury That you've got tonight <laughs> That's the way to look at it um, Richard is on Twitter Richard Burns Couldn't agree more with the current caller Regarding Morelos He was a greedy striker But now the assists show otherwise Martin Canning's been speaking again today He's not really wanting to have a go At the head of Scotland's referees John Fleming He does still insist that Andrew Dallas got two penalty decisions wrong Against Rangers The Aki's boss Spoke to, to John Fleming On the phone yesterday um, But admits you know He does understand That it's a difficult job I spoke to John yesterday But I've always said And I always will say For me Refereeing's a, a difficult job When I watch the, the one back It takes it takes me maybe Two or three times To see it on the, the video To know that it wasn't a penalty For me you've got to be 100% sure to give it Otherwise you can't give it and, and watching it first time I couldn't be sure So I don't know how you can be sure From the wrong side of it Looking at it And not seeing it properly And clearly That's my only gripe It's not that he's given it It's that you've got to be 100% sure For for me it should be much easier to not give something and say well I missed that because I wasn't sure and I can't give something that I didn't see clearly or I didn't get help from my assistant or whatever so that that's my that was my only gripe with that but I spoke to John just as, as I always do I, I phone John regularly after games just about different things and, and I always say to John as well that I'll never phone to criticise him or have a go at him because they've all got a difficult job and we've all I'll make mistakes I made mistakes against Tibbs I made mistakes even the first half against Dundee and the way I set the team up so we'll all make mistakes but obviously when it's something out with your control you want to have a wee gripe at somebody about it and, and John usually takes that whenever you phone John he's excellent and he's very honest as well and I phoned him sometimes Sometimes after games when you think something's gone against you and he's adamant that another referee was right and sometimes you'll maybe say the referee maybe could have called it differently or whatever. He's very, very fair, very honest. But what we discuss obviously will stay between us, but it's it's good sometimes just to get his get his opinion, get his feedback. I must feel sorry for John Fleming, especially on a Monday morning. Uh, because you must sit there, look at the results and know that every manager that you beat is going to phone him up with a gripe about the referee. Uh I watched one of the best games of the season on Saturday. And what spoiled it for me and, and and managers entitled to their opinion There in the dugout Neil Lennon coming in After his team I thought were terrific But just up against a team that was too good for him On the day And then says playing 12 men Martin Cannon's talking about the penalty incidents Referees Get it wrong Of course they do Did, did he on this occasion What, what was your view my, my, of these my, incidents? My opinion I thought the two Rangers um, Penalties were penalty kicks and I thought Hamilton Aki should have had a penalty gone. That was my only thing against Andrew Dallas. But that's my opinion. Um, I thought he got that one wrong. But it, it's it's an honest mistake these guys make. But the, the big common denominator here is every time someone gets beaten Scottish football now, a manager will not come out and say, I put my hand up, tactics wrong, I shouldn't have played, or my players were bad, or whatever. Everything's focused on the referees Do we not think the biggest decision of the weekend Was Kilmarnock's winning goal Aaron Shibola The header at the back post Yeah Having seen it back though I don't think any of us are Are any the wiser are we? No I don't think any of us are any the wiser But as Martin Canning says You need to be 100% sure Of these big decisions How can anybody be 100% sure yeah. That ball was over the line? Well that's a, that's a correct That's correct Roger But I just I just think we're getting carried away I don't think it's just us to be fair You mentioned Scottish See, That's just football That's, uh, yeah, that's I've, 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 I've watched it in England as well Gordon And the referees come in for criticism But it seems to be From the managers that lose the game Yeah but again That's just par for the course Surely you win 5-0 You don't, you don't care how many decisions <laughs> Are wrong the referee <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly my point then So you've got to be consistent 
If the referee's not having a good game And either whether you won 3 or 4 nil, You're saying well we should have had a penalty Because he made mm. the wrong call Let's phone John Fleming And Monday that doesn't happen So Martin Cannon The one thing I liked about Martin Was he said Yeah we all make mistakes He had to have two or three looks at that A referee hasn't that luxury Unfortunately I feel like I'm sticking up for the referees But I'm not really But they don't have that luxury And I just think that sometimes they get a they got a hard, um, hard task ahead of them. One four one nine five one one zero two five on the lines. William is a Rangers fan from Port Glasgow. Wants to talk about his team's strikers. We'll hear from William after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a call, let us know what's on your mind, or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. After seven o'clock, Hamilton Ackies are in the Champions League. Did you mm-hmm. know that? Oh, brilliant. You know, I'm going. This week, uh, we're going to be joined by George Cairns from Hamilton uh, to find out about the, the Ackies youth team playing in the UEFA Youth League. This week what a, what a fantastic achievement To get this far uh, We'll look ahead to that game After 7 o'clock tonight But in the meantime Let's speak to William In Port Glasgow What's your point tonight William? Hi there guys um, Just a couple of points really um, The first one obviously About the striker situation For the semi-final on Sunday I've obviously heard that The guys you mentioned Either Middleton or Gresda Through the middle In my opinion now That should play Ryan Kent Through the middle And have Condace and Middleton On either side of them The reason why I think Ryan Kent is because I think for me, he's our informed player right now. I know Morelos has been involved in a lot of goals recently, assists and whatnot, but I just think Ryan Kent going forward causes all sorts of problems. In games that Ibrox have been to, when Gerard changes it about in the second half, makes a couple of subs, there's sometimes where Ryan Kent's went through the middle and midfield and played a more advanced role there. So I think it would make sense to, to play Ryan Kent through the middle on Sunday because he's in good form. He's making assists and obviously he's scored three goals in his last three games as well. So I think he's the form player to really play through the middle. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Follow that logic. Go for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because um, you watch him in, in Sunday there when he went through one and one with the goalkeeper. As much as the goalkeeper made up his mind, it's still a composed finish and a very, very good finish. Um, How hard is that when, you, when you're running at speed like that to then sort of, you know, have the, the composure and. and be able to put the brakes on and, and provide a finish like that um, It's not very hard If you're talented oh, Gordon um, But if if you're not used to it It is hard And he is a wide He is a wide guy uh, But he he's great composure He knew what he was doing um, He still had the goalkeeper to beat Although the goalkeeper for me was at fault But it's a, it's, it's a great finish from him He is As William said He's in form He's scoring goals He's playing with a lot of confidence Like Morelos um, It wouldn't be a bad shout It's just Sometimes, especially against Aberdeen, McKenna and people like that, you've got to hold the ball up. I don't know if that's his game um, with his back to the goals. I think he's a better player going direct at people and, 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 and using his trickery. Pro- problem pace. would be presumably no one is going to be comfortable with that back to goal I think Arfield might, might be able to do that job. Arfield? Yeah. Not, not one I had thought of. That's not to say you're wrong, Roger. Listen, I, I genuinely don't know what Stephen Gerrard's going to do on Sunday. Um, two or three weeks ago, I thought maybe Middleton, after he you know, got a couple of goals against Ayr, scored one of was against St Johnson, I think, maybe in the league as well. But he seems to have, have drifted a little bit since saying, I just have a feel, I just wonder if Eros Gresda is maybe going to be the guy who's going to be pushed up through the middle. I think that's a big gamble as well, because he's hardly played, yeah, Roger. And, and you don't just pitch somebody into a... A semi-final Sadiq 
Look, I'll be I'll be up front before Sadiq. I've got my boots <laughs> ready, waiting for a phone call. He's not. It's not going to happen for a big lad. Um, I I think he would have been brought on or he did. Little bit of game time. I don't think it'll happen. This is going to be one of those famous radio clips this when, when the team famous... when the team gets announced on on a on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to a concert next Wednesday in Halloween, and if he's starting, I will dress up. There you go. Who are you going to see? Charlie Lansbury. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sell out. What are you going to dress up as? Right, we can get back to that. I think next week we'll put a poll on Twitter. Uh, William, you said you had a couple of points. You want to come back in? Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, about the, the game the first night, actually, as well, so something different. Um, obviously, Spartak have um, obviously just sacked their manager, so it's quite a similar situation to the one we were in against Rapid Vienna. Um, but I think, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of my fellow Rangers fans on Twitter saying, you know, it'll be it'll be similar to Rapid Vienna game, we can take advantage of that and stuff. But, you know, as, as much as I, I believe we will get a result on Thursday night, I'm not saying we're going to win, but I don't think we'll lose either. But, you know, I think um, a lot of people just need to maybe sort of calm down a little bit, because although Spartak aren't doing well domestically this season, they haven't started the group very well. They're still a top, top side with some really, really good players and this game represents a different challenge to what other European games and the Vienna game. I know it's both clubs are in similar situations that they sack their managers before the play does, but in my opinion, Sparta at Moscow are a better side than Rapid Vienna, even though Rapid Vienna actually beat them, I think. So, um, I just think we need to just be a little bit calm and let's sort of take take the challenge as it comes really in Thursday night and uh, be at our best because Spartak are still a really top side. Yeah, I think this is one of these nights where so much will depend, not so much in Spartak, but on how Rangers play. If Rangers come out and play the way they did in the second half against Rapid Vienna, if Ibrox can be the cauldron it was the night against Rapid Vienna, I think a Spartak team short on confidence at the minute could be up against it. But if Rangers, you know, if they struggle for tempo at the start, if they allow Spartak to quieten the crowd, if they if they give Spartak any encouragement, I agree they're a very good side. They can cause Rangers problems. So I think it's up to Rangers to get the tempo high from early on and take it from there. Roger, do you know the bit that everybody's talking about um, Sunday about who Rangers got to play up front? You go to Thursday. My big question, Mark, would be this is where his problem is. Cottage on Sunday looked horrendous at the back, horrendous. I don't know what I don't know if it was the surface. I'll give the boy the the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the surface he's not, you know, comfortable on it. But his big question mark: Will he bring Warrell back in and look to blend them in for the semi final as well? Because the two of them, for some reason, looked all over the place. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. It's 01419511025 on the phones. Chris is a Celtic fan from Stevenson. Hi, Chris. Hi guys, how you doing? Hi, Not Chris. bad, Chris. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just I just tuned in there. I've been at walk my dog and I come back in, tuned in, and I'm listening to Gordon uh, trying to quantify. Uh, to be fair to him, in the first place, he, he did say that Hamilton should have had a penalty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we also the so the two penalties that Rangers were given, the penalty that Hamilton wasn't given, and then we've got Douglas Red Card Ross given a goal against uh, whoever the commander were playing at the weekend. Same St Mirren mm-hmm. and these are teams fighting for their lives here and and yeah I understand what Gordon's saying there they're human and they make mistakes there's nothing get done about it there's absolutely nothing that's done there's nobody, there's nobody can go back after the event and change the scoreline nothing happens in that respect it's not like we have a retrospective action uh, that can be taken against a player so surely that in itself and the amount of mistakes that we're seeing, seeing they're making quantifies the need for VAR 
Well, the, the biggest one of these, Chris, was Neil McCann when Dundee lost at home to Kilmarnock. Now, Stephen McLean has been conned, for want of a better word, by Jordan Jones' dive. And it's given a penalty. Kilmarnock have won the game at Dens Park with a penalty. Stephen McLean was confronted by Neil McCann on the way off the pitch. And the TV camera show Neil McCann saying words along the lines of, this decision's going to get me the sack. And it did get him the sack because they lost the game, their bottom of the league, and the Dundee board decided to pull the plug on Neil McCann. So it's not just a case of, you know, this is going to cost teams at the bottom of the league points, etc., etc. It's going to cost people their jobs. Yeah, some, I mean, it some might, of these be, might be the final straw, but you don't lose your job on the back of one but, decision. But, yeah, I agree with that, yes. But Chris's point is valid. There doesn't seem to be any consequences for referees who make these decisions. What what happens? You know, you can make arguments about Andrew Dallas's decisions at the weekend, or about Stephen McLean's decisions at Dens, or about Douglas Ross and Willie Collum at St Mirren at the mm. weekend. But when referees get decisions wrong, blatantly wrong, pu- it, purely to play devil's advocate, what what would it achieve? What would that achieve? Well, I, because I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that they're not doing it you, deliberately. No, of course they're not. So so therefore to because. If players make bad decisions and make errors, yep. the player tends to be left out the next week. Yeah, but these, and a player's brought in who the manager deems to be better, a better option. Right, but we don't have we don't have a, f- mm-hmm. a finite pool of of, of an infinite pool of referees to, to choose from. I, and if I, we accept that mistakes are going to happen, so what do you do? Do you, do you demote but, a referee every single time a mistake but, is made, and or? then bring someone in for the lower leagues, which I think is going to be worse and put more pressure on a young oh, referee listen, coming listen, through? All those points are valid. But the point Chris is making, what I would say as well is, how long do you let it go? Now I'm not saying the referees are biased. Of course I'm not biased. I don't buy into any of that at all. I don't buy into this. Oh, Andrew Dallas gave Rangers penalties and he didn't give Hamilton one because it was against Rangers. I don't buy into any of that. Of course I'm not biased They're as honest a group As the day is long But I'm not convinced They're the best group of referees We've ever had And I do agree with Chris That something should be done To try and improve The levels of refereeing in the country I don't think we should just keep giving The same group of referees The same games And then watch them make the same mistakes Bobby Madden makes his Champions League debut tomorrow By the way Just in case Mm -hmm. you care Locomotive Moscow against Porto Thanks to Chris and Stevenson Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is time for Beat the Pundit Roger and Gordon both standing by Both ready to take you on If you fancy it this evening 01419511025 Come on here Show off your football knowledge And perhaps walk away with a signed ball Call us quickly You only have until the news At 7 o'clock if you want to play 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're about to hear from Hamilton Ackies head of their youth academy, George Cairns, because the Ackies are in Champions League action this week. Not often you can say that, is it? Oh, fantastic. That's Great, we're achievement. Look, Great we're, achievement. We're going to look ahead to that as soon as we finish this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Tonight's lucky contestant is Alex, who's a Rangers fan from Pollock Shaws. How are you tonight, Alex? I'm alright, may I? Yeah, good stuff. I, I, I'm not going to do it, Gordon. 
don't worry. Oh, guaranteed. No, Alex, who would you like to no, play? No, I'm not asking. It's too obvious. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah, I'm retiring that I'm, question. I'm in fire. I've been winning every week since he's been away as well. Is that that one week holiday he was on? I don't mean that. Yeah, but I, I won two weeks prior and then I won last week with Daryl. Right, okay. Well, let's see if you can I do it. I prefer Daryl. <laughs> let's see if you can do it three in a row. Toss the coin and see where it lands. Uh, Roger's heads, Gordon has tails. And it is actually heads. So you're going to have to go again. Go, it's his tails, sorry. Look. I hate stage. No, it's tails, look Let's see It was just a slip of the tongue It's tails, you're up Right, I'm going to give Gordon some clig too So that he doesn't know what we are saying uh, And we'll get your clock ready to go Alex, you've got 30 seconds Head to head, you can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Kevin Rutkovic is the new manager of which Scottish League 2 side? Pass How many points are there between Celtic and Rangers? Two Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Hearts and Dundee Who will Scotland's women's team face In a friendly in Paisley next month? Pass How many penalties were there In Hearts win over Aberdeen on Saturday? Two Which Swiss team did Hamilton face tomorrow In the UEFA Youth League? Pass And who did Dundee United beat 3-0 In the 2010 Scottish Cup final? Nah, pass Go on, just guess a team It's the last one, any team Right, bucket up. Let's bring uh, Gordon back. You with us, Gordon? Yeah, I go. Right, same stuff. Sorry, I'm excited. Just when we're good and ready. Okay. Kevin Rutkovitz is the new manager Still of which Scottish League Two side? How many points are there between Celtic and Rangers? Uh, three. Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Premiership? Dundee Hart. Who will Scotland's women's team face in a friendly in Paisley next month? How many penalties were there in Hearts win over Aberdeen on Saturday? Two. Which Swiss team do Hamilton Three. face tomorrow in the UEFA Youth League? Ball. Who did Dundee United beat 3 0 in the 2010 Scottish Cup final? Quick. Um, Quick Hibs. Okay. No idea. What do you think, Alex? I think it's close. Kevin Rutkovic is the new manager of which Scottish League two side is Stilling Albion. Not going to lie, I, I thought I, I thought you would get that wrong. Why? Just don't know. Just thought just thought you wouldn't know it, but you surprised me. Fair enough. How many points are there between Celtic and Rangers? It's two. Alex knew it. You didn't. So it's one all. Question three: Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Premiership? It's Dundee and Hearts. You both got it correct, which means it's two all. Mm-hmm. On to question three: Who will Scotland's women's team face? Uh, question four. Sorry, who will Scotland's women's team face in a friendly in Paisley? It's the USA. Gordon got it. Alex didn't. Three, two. How many penalties were there in Hearts three win against it. Aberdeen? You both said two. Three. The answer is, of course, three. Naismith missed one. Which Swiss team do Hamilton face tomorrow in the UEFA Youth League? It is Baal or Basel. Pronounce it how you will. I'm not that fussy. Uh, so Gordon DL's in a 4 2 lead, uh, which means yeah. really the, the last question was, was pointless anyway. Who did Dundee United beat 3 0 in the 2010 Scottish Cup final? Oh, Roger Hanna. Ross County. It was Ross County. Oh, Ross County. Oh, yeah. So there we go. Four to Gordon. Alec Two to Alec Hard lines Who would you rather play now mate? Uh, no comment You've just come up against the big boy <laughs> Please <laughs> Another victory Hard lines to Alex in Pollock Shaws Well done to you, Alex for coming on and taking part You can have your chance if you fancy it tomorrow night at the same time He's absolutely delighted with that isn't he? Oh, it's, oh, it's sickening p- Punching the air here Sickening to watch Do you know what's funny And I appreciate this as radio so he gets away with it He tried to punch the air when he got one right And almost punched his own <laughs> headphones off <laughs> So that sort of sums him up I think more than anything Right 01419511025 
on the phones Now I'm pleased to say we're joined by Hamilton's uh, head of their youth academy George Cairns on the line George, thanks for taking the time, how are you? Yeah, very well, no problem Yeah, you glad know, to come on Good stuff, a massive game tomorrow night UEFA Youth League, uh, as you just heard Hamilton Ackies, your Hamilton Ackies Up against Basel from Switzerland It's the, the return leg Just how exciting a prospect is this for everyone? very exciting at the football club it's, uh, it's almost a first for ourselves to be involved uh, the great thing is that that UEFA flag flying over Hamilton just now is great it's a great experience for the kids to have got there they've done so well and now to take part in it it's actually a game obviously we've played the, the first leg and did very well over there with the two each to take it back home so we will give ourselves a chance to, to try and get to the next stage so really looking forward to tomorrow night can't wait till we get yeah, I mean, when you come home with a two-all draw, you've you've got to fancy your chances. But based on what you saw over there as well, very much a a, a tie that you're you're confident of progressing from, even though it will be tough. Yeah, it'll be a tough tie. They're, they're, they're very good. They're very good technically as well. But we are as well. You know, we did we did very well uh, over there. I thought we were great. You know, in parts of the game, you know, we could have done a wee bit better here and there. But that's football. But uh, the exciting thing is, we've gave ourselves a chance to bring it back home and and hopefully. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll fill the stadium where the kids, the local boys club, South Lanarkshire uh, Leisure have, have given away 1,500 tickets to the gym club and different people. So we're hoping to try and create an atmosphere for the kids as well and give the kids an experience as well of playing in front of a big crowd. So I mean, George, sorry, I was just going to say, I don't think I'm being too cheeky when I suggest that some of the, the Basel under-19 players possibly haven't even heard of Hamilton Ackies. How good is it, how prestigious is it to be rubbing shoulders with some of the biggest clubs in Europe? You would be right in saying that. I don't think uh, I don't think they have heard of us, to be honest with you. But uh, after the first game, they certainly they know a bit about us now. I would think they'll have went away and done their homework and uh, and looked at us. But you're, you're probably right in saying that. You know, we're a wee small club, obviously. Uh, people say we punch above our weight, you know. But the academy itself has has been fantastic for years, five six years. You know, it's been going a long time with the help of Colin McGowan and obviously Ronnie McDonald, the owners of the football club. They're big on the academy. A few young kids trying to get through to the first team, and it's, it's it's starting to it's starting to get together. You know, obviously there's players there that have moved on to the bigger clubs as well. Got a platform there to, to to go and give that as well. But you know, it's it's just a, a huge achievement for the kids, and it's great to be part of it. George, it's uh, be the pundit king here, does. Um, you know, a fantastic job, and I hope you go and finish it tomorrow. You thoroughly deserve it. Now. What is it? What is it with Hamilton? Because their youth system is absolutely terrific. Is it the fact that you attract players because they know that if they're good enough, that used guys are going to give them a shot in the first team, and then they go into bigger and better things? Is that the attraction to Hamilton Ackies? It's a huge attraction. Uh, I think that plays a factor. The factor is the, the huge factor is the club buy into the the academy itself. You know, the owners of the football club buy into that. As I said, the, the Ronnie McDonald's have been doing it for a long, long time. The Colin McGowan support that. And most of all, the manager supports that as well. The, the staff, the assistant manager and all. All these people take part. All these people come and watch the games. You know, the manager knows the 18s players, the 17s players, the best players at 13s, because it takes time to come and watch it. It's just, I think we're different from other clubs. The academy is very, very important to us, and we buy into that. You know, we have a lot of good players that are 9s, 10s, 11s, and that's just the way we are. We work really hard at it. You know, there's a lot of coaches out there at play and, and, and work in our academy and they get a lot of hours trying to get the kids better, you know, and as well as make them better footballers, Gordon, we like to try and think we can make them better people as well. George, it's Roger Hanna here now. Everybody talks about McCarthy and McCarthy have been the flag bearers for their youth development, but 
in this calendar year alone, you know, Greg Doherty's been sold on, Lewis Ferguson's been sold on, Ali Crawford's moved on. You've still got the likes of McMahon and Wand, people like that in the team. Stephen Boyd scoring that great goal. Mikey the, Devlin as well. Weekend, Mikey Devlin's the moved on. Are, are there kids that you'll play in the team against Ball tomorrow night that are close to being the next Stephen Boyd and making that step into Martin's first team? We, we have kids there just now uh, doing very well. Matter of fact, in the, the under 18 team alone, we signed nine kids on professional contracts that are with us full time. And that team, tomorrow's team will show nine players that actually are in our environment in the full time arena. And, uh, you know, they're working hard to hopefully get that step up into the first team investment. But there's certainly talent there. There's certainly talent, you know. And, have we got enough players in there? I think there's a few players in there that are going to surprise people as well. And, and the thing about football as well, you'll always have someone in the back that you don't think might just quite do it and somebody comes up the back and, and surprises you. Who, who would that? Uh, can you think of examples, George, of any, any of the boys that we mentioned there that have been the flag bearers, if you like, for the Aki's Academy? Did, did some of them surprise you? Uh, to be fair, Sean wants probably a prime example. We I, I, I signed Sean when he was nine. And Sean was just a, a young kid that just gave you everything in the game. At nines all the way through, at thirteens, Matt, your, your job as a coach is to try and take them to the next level. Thirteens to fourteens, obviously fourteens to fifteen, and so on. And Sean's probably a fine example of, of someone with a great attitude and hard work, and hard work and shown that determination to get there. There's, there's an example, Sean I could use. You know, your, your, your Stephen Boyd's a player's talented player, that you've good talent. And you're looking for them to go and obviously show that in uh, the games they go and play in for the first team. Obviously, he scored a lot of great goals this season as well. But there's, 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 there's a few there that will surprise you. Sean, you'll use an example. You know, Greg Dockery, all these players have worked really hard to get to where they are. And as I said, Hamilton has that stepping stone. You know, if you do well, you'll go and play in the first team. The manager will play you if you're good enough. You know, he will take a chance and play the young kids. Uh, and the hope is that you can obviously have another gem, a McCarthy, a MacArthur, and the hope that you can try and do better. But there's always one or two there that will, you know, we have a young Charlie Riley that does really well for us, you know, there's, there's a few, you can name a few, you know, I'll go in tomorrow and they'll say, why did you not mention me? Why did you not mention me? <laughs> you know, there's that many kids there that you, you, you can't even mention everybody, you know, you just got to hope that, that even if they don't make it at your club, you know, in this country, I think we've got a we've got a lot of good talent in this country. I see a lot of good players we we play against week in, week out. Your Celtic, your Rangers, your Aberdeen, your Dundee United, your Shetlands, they all have talented, talented kids. And I think we've got to try and get more talented kids through to the first team and play them uh, and give them a chance. You know, see if you can put a kid in, if he doesn't do well, we take him back out. But, you know, kids have got to learn by mistake uh, in the hope that they learn by the mistakes to get better. But I think as a nation, we have a lot of talented young kids out there and we've got to give them a chance. Free, free entry tomorrow night, I believe, George? Free entry tomorrow night. Uh, as I said, we have all the local boys clubs attending that as well. Along with our coaches, we're trying to put on something for the coaches to come and get a sandwich and a cup of coffee. And, you know, my coaches will mingle with them and, and talk about the players and different things, you know. And as I said, South Lanarkshire Council, Jerry Campbell, has been fantastic. He has put it out to the 41 outlets. Uh, leisure centres and he's given tickets to the badminton clubs and all the different clubs that, that attend, you know, the pensioners, people that were trying to attract and, and the hope that if they come to that game you never know, you might attract them to come to your first team games as well. Brilliant. Well done George, it was great to hear from you. Good luck tomorrow, mate, all the best tomorrow. Yeah. All the best, mate. Good man, that was George Cairns, the head of Hamilton Aki's Youth Academy. Remember, they're playing in the UEFA Youth League tomorrow against Basel. It's at the Hope CBD Stadium, a seven o'clock kickoff. It's free entry. Get yourself along and, and try and uh, see some of the potential stars of tomorrow Like we mentioned Roger I mean for 
Hamilton Ackies And I, I, I do not mean to be disrespectful But Hamilton Ackies To be in that type of competition With some of the biggest clubs in Europe Is a, a great achievement It comes from obviously winning uh, you know, Youth leagues in, in seasons gone by Yeah and it puts in context A couple of the calls that you took last night In the show Complaining about Martin Canning And the results at first team level I believe one of your callers or tweeters Gordon were complaining You know Martin's a, a 26% you know, win ratio or something When you look at where Hamilton Ackies are As a club they're doing fantastically well um, Small attendances Clearly small income streams Comparative to some of the Premiership rivals But Martin Canning Has put Hamilton Ackies A division higher than Dundee United A division higher than Falkirk or Dunfermline Or Partick Thistle And beneath that It's all embedded in the Youth Academy You know a, a, a conveyor belt of talent You saw Stephen Boyd's goal Against Rangers on Sunday A terrific goal Almost as good as he's won in the derby At Motherwell earlier in the season You see Sean Wand You see Scott McMahon You've seen the Crawfords And the Fergusons And the Devlins And the Doherty's All come through the club That's what Hamilton are about mm. They're a community club Who take players in at 7 and 8 and 9 And develop them And try and give them a foothold In the game May not all come through and play for Hamilton They might go and play for somebody else But they're trying to do the right thing as a community football club And they're doing pretty well I think as a professional football club as well To be in the top flight 01419511025 We've got through quite a lot tonight already We've been talking about Celtic and Rangers in Europe this week We just heard from George Cairn from Hamilton Ackies Talking about the UEFA Youth League as well uh, Give us a call, Sean is in Craig End What's your point tonight Sean? I've got a wee question for Gordon, but my main question is, see if Rangers pick up another five points in the Europa League, um, do you think they've got um, Jink will qualify for the last 32? Ooh, get the calculator out, Roger. So another five, Rangers have already got... Four. Four. So nine points, is that enough to get you through? Um, I think it would be a gamble. I think six points would probably guarantee it. Um, two home wins would almost guarantee it. You tend to find... Teams that qualify, it's all based on their home form. Rangers started, terrific performance, terrific night against Rapid Vienna. If they can replicate that on Thursday against Spartak, and I don't see any reason why they can't, then that would be another win. And then, regardless what happens in Moscow, it could come down to you know, that home game against Villarreal. Uh, if you asked Stephen Gerrard or any Rangers player or any player on the planet, Gordon, they would say, "Ah, oh, we just take one game at a time." I mean, mm -hmm. you know, but you can understand why fans like Sean are, are looking at the big picture and trying to figure out right if we can get X amount of points here and maybe another one there. Um, you know, we, we could I make. Th it I think your big picture for you know, if you're a Rangers manager and supporters, is your home games, Gordon. Uh, they've got four points. I think Rogers right. If they get two home victories, six points doesn't matter really. I think that'd be enough for them. So, um, and they're capable. Especially at a packed Ibrox with the atmosphere and everything, um, they're capable of achieving that. Sean, you want to come back in? Hi, Gordon. I'm going to do a um, an other club you love the most. I'm got. I've got a ticket for the Man V Man U oh, game. What do you think it's going to be like? Oh, uh, sure. uh, they're fantastic games, Sean. Uh, big, big games. Um, but I tell you, you'll definitely enjoy it. It'll be difficult. It's always difficult against the Reds, but we seem to always come out and talk. So. <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope you have a very enjoyable uh, day trip down to Manchester and say hello to everybody for me. <laughs> I hope Sean doesn't go looking for the Gordon the Golden DL Lounge. He'll still be there at midnight. 
Walking around See, That was the problem When he was down there Gordon Dale did lounge that was, <laughs> that, That's why he was back up here At Partick Thistle Before anybody knew who he was Lounged far too much 01419511025 On the phones Some interesting Champions League games Tonight of course You know Celtic The, the what you could have won If you like AEK Athens Are 2-0 down at home To Bayern Munich I just popped up on the screen Thought I would share that with you 65 minutes gone In that one Cracker at Old Trafford tonight To be fair as well Yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ronaldo back um, you, you wouldn't bet against them scoring, would you? Um, I watched United at the weekend against Chelsea Probably slightly unlucky Not to get the win at Stamford Bridge They look better than they did mm. earlier on in the season But they might have to work it out against a very strong Juventus And and you know what it's like You remember Henry Larson coming back to Celtic Park You tend to find these big nights when, when the, the story's really big, already Yeah, around. when the really big players yeah. go back to their old clubs they tend more often than not to have an impact Yeah, big game Not quite as big as Dundee against Hearts So we'll look ahead to that And get the full-time teaser up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me, Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's time for these two to tackle the full-time teaser uh, as usual we're always looking for your questions So please do send them in to us Full time at Clyde1.com We usually start at round about now on the show And then we give the guys until the end To try and come up with the answers So John has sent this one in this evening I think this is one of the tougher ones we've had You know, well to be fair It's not a secret anymore I try to save the tough ones for a Tuesday night Because Roger Hanna is a smart aleck um, so, What? No credit whatsoever? No, no, no You have none I'm sorry, you have to deserve it first, I'm afraid. So, uh, since 1990, uh-huh. 10 managers in Scotland yeah. have only managed clubs that they played for. So, since 1990, 10 managers in Scotland have only managed clubs that they played for. So the, right, okay. Now, th- there's a, a bit of a Bit of a caveat to that as well That at least one of the clubs Has been in the top flight In that time Right yeah So since 1990 Ten managers in Scotland Have only managed the clubs They've played for And at least one of those clubs Has been in the top flight In that time At Clyde SSB I know there's some great so, knowledge out there So let's see what you've got Neil McCann No you're not getting this Are you? No so, so, so the whole so, had one so, club. Sorry, so who else no, has he played the, for? The guys with who only one club. Managed? The guys with only one club don't count. So he's only managed Dundee. Yeah, right. He played with Dundee. So they need to have managed more than one side. But sorry, only I, sides that they played for. Sorry, I thought they'd only managed one side. No, 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 no. Oh. Since 1990, there have ten managers in Scotland who have only managed clubs that they've played for, and at least one of those clubs has been in the top flight since 1990. Right, so all these guys right, have managed right. more than one team as well. Um, so they've managed two teams that they've played for. Yes, and one of them has been in the top flight. Two or more. I managed two oh, teams right, so I no, played for. Right, right, right. right. I'm with you. Hmm? I managed two teams I played for. And did you manage anyone else? No. And was one of them in the top flight since 1990? Yeah. So, so you're one of the answers then. I still can't get that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm slightly bumbling from the question. I know. So Gordon DL only managed Air and, and Wraith. So yep. he only managed teams that he played for. Yes. And one of them has been in the top flight since 1990. So Gordon DL is one of the answers. Right. So he doesn't actually have had to manage them in the top flight. No. Right. I know it's tough, but listen, we need to, se- we need to, s- to separate the, the, the know it alls 
from the rest of these. And in it, right, yeah. You got this, Roger? No. Well, ah, you've got. You've now got a working example. It must be easy once you get one of them. It only got me because I'm here. Yeah, well, still, it's a start. Robbie Nielsen. Yes, there we go. See, once Roger takes a wee second, gets the bit between his teeth. Which has to Dundee United and Hearts. Yes. Yeah. yeah, right. I've got you now. So since 1990, ten managers in Scotland have only managed the clubs they played for. One of those clubs has been in the top flight in that time. Uh, and of course so they have to have managed more than one club Why I was going to doubt that Robbie Nielsen obviously managed MK Dons But that doesn't matter because they're not in Scotland And don't give me any of the no, no no caretaker appointments or anything like that So Did he play with his five? Peter is in Wisher on the line Hi Peter Thank God for Peter Good evening Gordon Hey Hello guards Hi Peter Hi Hey Peter and, uh, Roger It's about an earlier caller talking about this Martin Comtes Yes, Marvin Comper, yep. Marvin Comper. He's not going again. Now, who signed this man? Was, was it Brendan Rodgers? Or was it the Celtic board? Oh, well, listen, Roger. Brendan Rodgers obviously would have had a say. Lee Congerton's the, the head of recruitment. I imagine he played a big part in it. Um, but these questions mm. don't tend to get asked when players go on and be rip roaring successes. It's when they come in and they're yeah, not but, deemed but, good but, enough. Well, listen, to, to answer Peter, Peter's question, it certainly wasn't the Celtic board. It was the decision taken by the football department. He was scouted by Lee Congerton. Celtic needed a central defender. Um, Lee Congerton, I believe, had more information about the player than anyone else. And Brendan Rodgers, you know, took up that recommendation, signed him. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out. And I say unfortunately, both for the player and for the club. Um, but I think nine months in, I'm not sure it's going to work out. But Roger, can I ask you another question, please? Of course. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Hey. Brendan Roger, he's decided that he sees him in training, what God just says, each day, he doesn't think he's good enough. So what, what's going to happen to this player? Is he going to just get, don't understand, big wages? That looks as if that's exactly what's going to happen Unless they can come to, to some sort of agreement down the line You've seen it before You know, players coming into clubs It's not worked out And, you know, there's a there's a deal agreed And suddenly they're off the wage bill I'm not saying that's going to happen anytime soon But um, I certainly can't see Marvin Compere Coming into the Celtic team anytime soon uh, well, Gordon, no. that, that, Gordon, that was part of the, the, the quotes are Reggie from Marvin Comper at the top of the show Saying that in August it was suggested to me About a change of club But I do not want to move on so easily So that, that's the problem you sometimes have It's easy for us to sit there and say Get rid of him, move him on But yeah. the, the player has to want to do that if he's under contract Yeah he's got a contract there He's probably on decent enough money Gordon uh, You've got uh, uh, probably your family to support And bills to pay like everybody else So if the right deal comes in that suits him, he thinks it's better for his career, then he'll probably will move. Uh, but just now he seems determined to say, well, I don't want to leave Celtic unless I get a chance to show what I can actually do. But unfortunately for him, the main man, Brendan Rodgers, doesn't seem to be willing to give him that opportunity. Gordon, can I ask another question, please? Yes, you sure can. Hey, hey. It's a definitely young uh, Australian boy. Daniel Orzani From Manchester City uh-huh. Now they've got him in a two years loan mm-hmm. Now this is now what, Six months into his, his contract I've got a contract loan 
you know. Then Roger, he's never even put this man on the back. He'll leave. What does Manchester say? Think about this. Not even give him again. Yeah, Roger. I mean, it's not quite six months, but we are probably at that stage where you would maybe be looking to say when or soon. Yeah. Or well, listen. It was, it was mentioned in the first hour of the show. When played for Australia last week, of course, didn't he? He, he did. But he's not had. A, he's still a young man. He's not had a lot of first team football at the level at which Celtic operate. And if you go back, you know, Daz mentioned how good Tom Rogic was at the weekend. Daz referred to him as you know when he's on his game as the best midfielder in the country. Difficult to argue with that. But when Tom Rogic first came to Celtic, he didn't get anywhere near the first team. He was in the reserves. He got sent back to Australia on loan. It took Tom Rogic a while. To get up to the pace of what was required to play in Celtic's first team And I just get the feeling that that's exactly what's happening with Daniel Arzani just now I don't think there's any doubting his potential, his promise, his ability Everyone has seen him, raves about him But Brendan Rodgers at the minute doesn't feel that Maybe physically, um, stamina wise You know, I don't think there's any trouble with his technical ability It's more maybe his physical development might not be ready for him to come into the Celtic team at the moment I think he will eventually But you know You have to trust Brendan Rodgers He sees him day in day out He's he's taken by his technical prowess But he's maybe just not ready Other aspects of his game Not quite ready for him mm. to, to get into the team Divided their time with Rogic It paid off I have a feeling there might be something similar with Alzani hey, Thanks to Peter and Wisher Let me try my best to simplify the language of this question I've got two great ones Since 1990 There have been 10 managers In Scotland So this is all in mm. Scotland Right Forget about what these guys Did elsewhere mm-hmm. 10 managers in Scotland Who've only managed Clubs they've played for And at least one of the clubs Has been in the top flight Since 1990 So Don't give me guys Who've only managed once So Neil no. McCann doesn't count Because he's only managed one club Yeah, yeah. Not like me Gordon DL is a prime example Because you've managed Ayr and Wraith My number one You've knowledge. only Managed teams that you played for Yeah And one of them's been in the top flight Robbie Nielsen as well He's only managed Hearts and Dundee United up here And he's played for both of them Right Here's a shout Tommy Burns Celtic Kilmarnock Yes Tommy Burns In Scotland Has only managed Kilmarnock and Celtic He's played for them both One of them's been in the top flight since 90 Jack Ross No What about Tony Mowbray See Matt No nope. never, No Jockey Scott Nope You've got 3 of 10 by the way And considering it's a really tough question I think that's a decent start Take one more guess from you um, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on John Collins never even has hubs in... <laughs> Well it's the, only, it's the only team he's managed here yeah, yeah. Jackie McNamara Nope Okay, give you some time One, of these, guys, key, one of these guys has done it 3 times Three times Yeah as in the only, the, He's got three clubs here That he played for And managed And hasn't managed Anyone else in Scotland The rest are all two Let's hear from Some of the managers Ahead of the game John tonight. Hughes No Craig Levine says It's more important To build momentum And get three points Against Dundee tonight Rather than rest the players For the League Cup Semi-final The table Toppers take on Celtic At Murrayfield on Sunday Of course uh, but the Hearts boss says their success this season uh, Simply comes down to having a, a higher quality of player to choose from To go into Sunday feeling good We're better having won the game at Dundee Than me messing about and trying to be clever Because trying to be clever is no one of my biggest strengths So I, I think the game is hugely important And we can only help Sunday by 
putting on a good performance and trying to get three points. Well, I think we've got better players. The drop-off from our best player to the next level of player is very, very small. You know, sometimes when, you, when you've got 11 good players and you get some injuries, then it, it can be extremely difficult. But I feel that our squad, is, there's not much difference between the very best players and the next group. And, and that makes my job a hell of a lot easier. You know? When somebody goes out and you bring a player in who's been excellent in training and, and championing a bit to get going, the motivational part of it is out of my hands after that. It becomes about the player waiting and waiting and waiting and just waiting for that opportunity and once that opportunity arises he gets the opportunity to play and do well and the motivation's from within So it's bottom against top at Dens Park tonight uh, teams quickly Jack Hamilton in goal for Dundee uh, Kerr, Odi, Kamara Nwatala Innes, Miller Shalman, Miller Curran and Spence as for Hearts they make a couple of changes I think Zlamal in goal uh, Smith, Dunn Bazanich, Jum, Mitchell, Naismith, McLean, Cochran back into the starting eleven. Uh, Dikamona and Morrison. Uh, so Roger, like I say, bottom against top. <laughs> the games aren't played on paper because mm. if, if they were, you would you would heavily fancy Hearts. Yeah, you would have to, particularly having seen the way Dundee conceded goals at the weekend. Not surprised. Jack Hamilton's back in goal for Dundee tonight. Um, they will have to improve significantly on their weekend display if they're going to stop Hearts going. I believe it was six points clear tonight Yeah That's a, that's a chance Gordon We know that Listen it'll be a, a game in hand For the rest But mm. it's better to have them On the board So it's a A huge chance for Hearts Yeah and Hearts will fancy it Especially after that uh, Good win at Tynecastle And watching Dundee Losing so many Bad bad goals Jim McIntyre's a big job Up there um, But he has to start somewhere And he, he's hoping for a, a home victory But I just can't see it. I think Even with Hearts missing so many influential players, Gordon. Um, I think they're good enough to go to Dens and, and mm. win. Let's hear the thoughts then of Jim McIntyre. Hearts have a real identity of how they play. I think their image as a team represents their manager. You know, they've got that steely grit, determination, and they're streetwise. If you look at the spine of the team, they're very strong. You know, we, with McLean and, and Naismith's guile went to drop in and went to get up top. We'll get pace in the wider areas, you know, and full-backs you like to bomb on and real aggression at the back. So we know we've got our work cut out. We've got an opportunity to move off the bottom of the league, you know, so that, that's the sole aim. Keep it as simple as that, you know, as an opportunity to pick up the points. You know, we're at home, we're in front of our fans. Go and give them something to get off their seats about and shout about, you know, and it, it's about show that commitment for each other, but be equally aware of heart strengths. You know, listen to what, what's been said and obviously what they've been shown in terms of Hearts uh, preparation and with the work that they do that's how you've got a chance of winning games but we need to make sure that we defend well you know we know we'll be put under pressure balls in the box and as I say they've got full backs who like, like to hit bylines and get crosses in so it's up to us to, to put on a performance I know most people would fancy Hearts Gordon mm-hmm. but if you're Jim McIntyre you take over the side at the bottom you lose 4-0 at Livingston on your first game What a way to get people to Feel better about themselves And buy into what you're doing If you can somehow get a result Against the league leaders tonight Yeah but the the most important thing is When you're losing so many goals uh, You've got to You've got to really work on your back four And your goalkeeper Or go a back five Or try and make it very hard to To be You know for the opposition To break you down Gordon Hearts have got good players They've got guys that can score goals uh, That are threat to set plays as well uh, but Dundee are at home And as I say They're sitting there Three points They've sacked their manager There's a big problem With Jim McIntyre Getting in with He wants Billy Dodds in there He's assistant manager It's not happened just now 
So there's still a bit of unrest at the club. They need to settle down. And you say, mm-hmm. no better way to start than to beat the league leaders and beat them on your own patch and get that confidence going again. So I don't see it happening. The best I think they can hope for maybe is a point. But Hearts must get in strong favourites. Uh, some good guesses coming in for the teaser. Ryan has got one of the really tough ones. Hugh, Roger. Hugh has got one of them as well. Roy Aitken says Gerald Shields. That's one of the, the incorrect ones. So we'll, uh, we'll eliminate that. Roger, what have you got? Yeah, Simon Steenrod. Beautiful. Yes, Roger. Dundee and Ayr. So you've got four of the ten. Any more? No. No idea. Okay, we'll get the answers to the teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me, Gordon Duncan. They're into the last part of tonight's show and they've got some serious work to do on the teaser. Uh, I would say listen carefully, but it's probably my fault for making this a bit more confusing. It is a tough question, so it's hard to simplify it. So, since 1990. Ten managers in Scotland So it's all to do with What they've done in Scotland They've only managed the clubs That they've played for And at least one of those clubs Has been in the top flight Since 1990 So we're needing Guys who've managed More than one side Guys like Tommy Burns He managed Kilmarnock And Celtic They were the only teams He managed in Scotland And he played for them both Gordon DL Similar Robbie Nielsen Simon Stainrod Anymore? Yeah I've got a cracker well, Ron Alexander I thought that was Possibly the hardest one Morton and no. Queen of the South Yeah Queen of the South and Gretna Gretna <clears throat> But you got the name right anyway Rowan Alexander Owen Coyle Yes oh. Falkirk, St Johnson and Ross County Owen Coyle has done it with Jerry Britton Yes never Partick and Stranraer Would you believe no, Jerry Britton has managed Partick and Stranraer So it's looking a lot better now You're only looking for three more Three more Mm. Oh, oh, oh! I'll I'll rule out some others. Ian's gone for Alan Kernaghan. That's not one. Talking about Kernaghan, St Johnston, Derek McInnes. No, he hasn't played for Aberdeen, has he? Mm. Oh, nearly. It's not uh, <laughs> Billy Reid. Yes. Oh, Roger Hanna, take a bow. Clyde and Hamilton are the only sides he's managed in Scotland. He's played for them both, and one of them. Has been in the top flight in the last in, uh, during that period. So there you go, Billy Reid. You've only got two to get. Great stuff. John's in Coatbridge. What's your point tonight, John? Hi guys. Before I before I uh, make my point, would I just like to get this, uh, my wee boy Caden for me and his his, his mum Nicola happy watch him a year of the day, guys. You know what I mean? So just let uh, wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday from us all, John. That, that makes me feel quite emotional. I feel like we've been part of this. I remember when he was due to be born. Is that right? Yes, I know. You, you're having a miss after games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just wow. keep, me, keep me gel down young. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like we followed this journey. It's like a reality TV show. Magnificent. Happy birthday from us all. What's your point tonight? Yeah. Aye, aye. You see, by the way, but I'm not. I'm not giving why the answers. I think, but Daz, I should know that. I'm, maybe I'm wrong, Gordon. But I think Daz, I played with it. Why, you guys, I'm right. Am I wrong? You, I don't know the answer. Uh, you are right. Oh, shoot! Sure Come on, way, I can't believe you. Oh, John, this one. John's got knowledge. I like it. Aye, right, no, just, uh, Gordon, we'll Gordon and Roger. Who do you think will partner? Who do you think will partner? Uh, would you call it um, Benkovic in Sunday's game because Bayata suspended? Ooh, good question. It'll be an interesting decision You would have to think Jack Hendry is Favourite But I wouldn't rule out Samunovich either Is Ayer still out injured? Yeah As far as I know yes right. Is this just completely 
nonsensical clutching at straws to suggest that he might have a better understanding with Simunovic because they come from the same part of the world. Yeah, you're looking at me as if that's definitely nonsense. (laughs) Just thrown out there, just as a possibility. No language barrier, I don't know. What do you think, Simunovic or Henry to partner Benkovic? Sorry, I'm still thinking about who you want. Back in the game. I think uh, Simunovic, to be honest with you. I think that he's the better centre-back just now. Um, so I think he'll be the one that he throws in. Um, would you have a preference, John? I would. I would. I would put in Semenovic. I've always been a fan of Semenovic, although I know he's, he seems to have went downhill. But apparently, would you call him and this young boy Benkovic are quite pally? So I would play them as well. I didn't mean to say they'd be good together, but I would rather play him. I think young Henry gets hung out to dry a wee bit. You know what I mean? It's, I, I feel sorry for him in a wee, but I, I would play Semenovic to along with Benkovic. You know what I mean? That's jo- what I would go for. John. Uh-huh. Did I play up front no, with no, this guy? No, 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 John, don't you dare tell him. Oh, you That's I've got you up front yourself, you were that good. Thanks, mate. I think I've got it. I think oh, you've given me the John. hint. Who do you think it is? Craig Brewster. Yes. Right, John, I don't mind that, to be fair, because it was quite a subtle clue. Uh, Inverness and Dundee United, Craig Brewster's managed. He's played for them both, and there's only one to go. There's plenty of time to get it. We've actually Thank got... Thanks to John, and happy birthday again yeah, to the wee thanks, man, John. John. Uh, we've got a goal in the game at Dens Park. And it really? comes for Hearts Dundee nil Hearts 1 uh, Bozanic after 2 minutes you're, Jim McIntyre You're just hoping that you can Try and Start the game with, You know Just ease your way into it Roger It's your first game at home In charge And after 2 minutes The game plan goes out the window Yeah Yeah And you know Hearts Fair play to Hearts Have a lot of injury problems They're out for a little period of time They've now got Suter out for 5 months Ekpiaz are out for 5 months They lost Peter Herring At the weekend as well and only buzzing each come in the midfield and place a hearing, and he's now among the goal scorers as well. So it just shows all those signings mm-hmm. Craig Levine made in the summer. Everybody thought he'd signed too many players. He obviously knew his squad. He knew what was needed. Looks like they're going six points clear tonight. And one for Rangers fans, if you're keeping an eye on these types of things, Greg Doherty has scored for Shrewsbury inside two minutes. It's a Shrewsbury um, one, Barnsley um, nil. Off the Hamilton Aki's youth conveyor belt. Yes, it's all tying in with tonight's show. Um, so any more coming in? No, still Dundee nil, Hearts one. Uh, just a couple of minutes gone in that one. These are the. Listen, it's a long way to go, Gordon. There's an old phrase of yours that I'm not going to yeah. bother with. You've got to lose a goal. Yeah, when yeah, do you yeah, lose yeah, it? I've heard it a million yeah. times. Um, but when you're Dundee and you're really struggling for confidence, and you've got a new manager, and like I say, first game at home, no doubt out in the pitch before the game, it's just. <laughs> That can be a blow to, to lose a goal so early This is where Jim McIntyre Will find out a lot About his players As to how they React to I this I think the biggest problem For the manager And I've, I've Stood there In that dugout And you've went into A new club And you're there Because you're supposed To improve it If he loses Another one Gordon Especially after the weekend Because the goals They shipped at Livingston Were incredible no, no disrespect to Livingston and, and Gary Hole and brilliant job he's doing there but if you're Jim McIntyre going in you're looking for a reaction it's all saying about a new manager the players get a lift it's a clean sheet everybody's now playing for their places but they just they've, I don't think they've got the personnel I think it's going to be a long season for Jim McIntyre I know that January when they comes up can he do a bit of business can he bring in some players but it looks like they've got to Got to get some defenders in Because they're shipping too many goals And you keep shipping that many goals There's only one thing that's going to happen to you You're going to be relegated Hearts are building up some momentum Roger I think most people will certainly in this part of the world 
don't think Hearts will, will win the league They probably don't even think they'll be in the top two um, But you know, we're still waiting for, for, for any signs as to when that, that run is going yeah. to stop Because it doesn't look like it at the moment Fair play to our colleague Mark Guidi Who on uh, the first day of the season Said Hearts would be the team that would you know surprise people Could even finish second in the league um, He went out on a limb with that And, and so far Craig Levine and his players are proving Mark to be correct Stephen Naismith back at the club doing extremely well And every time they've had a setback You know, be it in terms of an injury Be it in terms of a poor result Like the one they had at Ibrox recently They've always shown a bit of resilience And they've bounced back They need to win tonight though Because the run of games A semi-final against Celtic And Edinburgh yeah. Derby next midweek against Hibs And then very quickly They're at Celtic Park in league duty What do you make of the scheduling of tonight's game? Roger, because obviously the weekend fi- league fixtures have been ripped apart because yeah. of the League Cup semi-finals. Um, most of the other teams will replay at a later date. But yeah. Hearts, I mean, have they chosen? Presumably yeah, they, they, they they've have, chosen yeah. to, to play midweek in yeah. between a, you know, a game at the weekend and then that semi-final. You, you, you would have to believe that they're confident their momentum will see them through tonight. Um, they'll still have 48 hours on Celtic who play their game on Thursday night, That's if true. you remember. Um, before they meet in the early afternoon on Sunday at Murrayfield um, If they win tonight, they'll be six clear Confidence will be high And they will be looking forward to the semi-final In the knowledge that you know they'll have two extra days on their opponents I think the feel-good factor is, is obviously finding its way to the stands They've sold 26,000 yeah. tickets for Murrayfield mm. Celtic I think have sold out of their allocation as yep. well of 30,000 yep. So that's 56,000 Three months oh, less than tonight I'm right on fire yeah, um, And obviously You know There are other seats left For for other things Roger But so far I mean That's an incredible and, return and, Isn't and it Also for me Puts into context The Aberdeen ticket sale For their semi-final Against Rangers later Because I mean It is Sunday. obviously a lot further for, for Aberdeen to travel And so on But but still Even with that Taken into account Even with that They've sold close on Three times Aberdeen have sold Yeah Alright let's try and round off This teaser I'm going to repeat the question It's quite a long question Since 1990 There have been 10 managers In Scotland Who've only managed the clubs That they've played for And at least one of those clubs Has been in the top flight Since 1990 So you have to have managed More than one Guys like Rowan Alexander Queen of the South And Gretna Craig Brewster Jerry Britton Tommy Burns of course Kilmarnock and Celtic Owen Coyle Gordon DL Robbie Nielsen Billy Reid And Simon Stainrod So you, I think we've got the question now Luckily mm-hmm. But the, the other question is Do we have the, the final answer? A few guesses Roger What are you thinking? No I'm, I'm toiling at the minute Gordon Deal What's you, You're going to have to Just throw names at me Because right. we're running out of time um, John Robertson No Nope um, Gary Mackay No um, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm just thinking I'm Oh what position? You just raised your eyebrows at me. That worries me. I'm going for. I'll, I'll, here, I'm going to pull one right out of the, the heart here. And if I get I this. I think he's got it. He's got a stupid look in his face that you I, can't if see. If I get this, I honestly think you'll think I'll be cheating. Well, I, I think that anyway, so. But you're go, I'm going to build this up and I'm getting shot down. <laughs> I'm nervous. Commander mm. Dundee United, Mike Sue Patalina. No. If I give you the clubs You'll nail it straight away mm. So this is me scrambling To try and find A more creative clue His first name And his last name Begin with the same letter What's your letter? Quick M Martin No Marvin No Michael Michael Mick 
Nope. Motherwell. No. <laughs> right, I'll give you the clubs now. Partick and Dumbarton. Make, make. <laughs> you two are unbelievable. MM, Partick and Dumbarton. Murdo McLeod Murdo ah! McLeod <laughs> Thank you to Roger and Gordon Callum Gallagher is up next So stay right where you are Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to thompsons.com